You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. This is the 415ers brought to you by the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network with 95.7 The Game. Coming at you twice a week here in the offseason. That's Mark Randy. I'm Evan Giddings. You can listen to us on the Odyssey app as well as wherever you download your podcast from. Please download, rate, and subscribe. Five stars are appreciated. Uh, the last piece of this episode, Mark, I thought we had a little bit of fun. I saw NFL Media's Symphony Freeland. Freeland. I apologize if I, if I butchered that name a little bit, but... Uh, was basically putting together a list of underappreciated players. And the 49ers, she had named Brock Purdy, Hmm. most underappreciated player on the 49ers. Now, I do want to preface this by saying she defended it by essentially, you know, calculating win share versus salary. And so, of course, the, you know, hundredth highest paid quarterback in the league that led his team to an undefeated record down the stretch of a season is going to, you know, analytically be very valuable or underappreciated, I I should say. Uh, But he doesn't necessarily fall under my definition of underappreciated. And I'm curious where you would go with this. Yeah. For me, when I think of underappreciated, I kind of think of, um, I don't know, like if you were to pull 49er fans and they were to list their five most favorite 49er players, like guys that maybe tend to not make that list, but are still very impactful to winning. That, that's kind of how I, like, who isn't at the top of mind for 49er fans, but who is still so incredibly important to the success of the 49ers? Um, I have one who you might disagree with in terms of the definition of underappreciated. Um, I think he's he's kind of on the border. He's up there, but he's, he's not near the top, and he's not one of this team's superstars. Um, for me, again, I, I'm not sure if this will totally fit the underappreciated category. But for me, it's Brandon Ayuk. I, I think the the discussion around him is changing a little bit. I think there are way more people now than a year ago who would say he's this team's best wide receiver. A year ago, I think everyone would have said Debo Samuel. Now it's, it's probably split a little bit more. And you can understand why Ayuk had a career season. Debo Samuel did not. Um, and I think that trend does continue. But right now, Considering what he means to the offense, Evan, um, and considering who else they have on the offense, all those stars, I think Brandon Ayuk can can get lost a little bit. The, the appreciation for him can kind of uh, be uh, could, could lack a little bit. I, I don't think he's appreciated as much as he is important to this team. Uh, so my first one, which is maybe a little bit of a cop out, because he's kind of I think on that edge. Uh, the first one for me is Brandon Ayuk. No, th- that was a place my mind went to because originally I was just using the, the definition of, of this, um, you know, list created. And if you're going off of money, like Ayuk is ab- absolutely underpaid and yeah. underappreciated compared to the production he gives. Um, 
I would also, I know he's not underappreciated by fans, but maybe compared to how much he's paid is Christian McCaffrey. Mm. Uh, last year, the 49ers paid him, Mark, about $1.1 million after acquiring him from Carolina. I know that goes up to about twelve this year, but even then, for the amount that he has used, for the production he gives, it's and for steal. the clear efficiency that he ratcheted in, upon joining San Francisco, like that that's my guy. Uh, you know, Brock Purdy was making 890k last year. Christian McCaffrey made 1.1 million, <laughs> and they both had about a similar impact on the 49ers' success. So. That those would be, I guess, my two guys, both Ayuk and then of course uh, McCaffrey. If we're talking about money made, yo, I like that. That's a good one. Um, one for me, um, I think it's the center on the offensive line, Jake Brendel. He was kind of a relative unknown heading into last year. Remember, it was Alex Mack the year before uh, the year the 49ers lost to the Rams in the NFC Championship game with that wild season. He came over from Atlanta. He knew Kyle Shanahan ahead of time. A long career, a really good player, was on the NFL All-Decade team, I think, for the, the 2000s you know, through uh, 2010 or, or whatever the case was, maybe 2010 through 2020. Uh, he was had a fantastic career, lots of All-Pros and, and Pro Bowlers and all that. Uh, they brought him in for one year, and there was the discussion at this point last offseason, is he going to come back for another year? He ultimately decides to retire, and the 49ers – I don't think scramble is the right word, but they have to try to find his replacement. And they found Jake Brendel and not saying I think he was one of the better centers in football, but he definitely held up his end of the bargain on the offensive line last year. Um, And as is the case, I think with a lot of offensive linemen, specifically uh, when you have Trent Williams, I mean, Trent Williams is a great example. He gets a ton of love because he's legitimately the best offensive lineman in football maybe the best player in football, but anything short of that, you don't really get a ton of love as an offensive lineman. And the only time you're noticed for the most part, at least by most fans. And I think I include myself in this because I, I am not able to understand all of the intricacies of run blocking and, and how difficult it is in all of that. If you're not Trent Williams, you generally are only talked about, when you give up a sack or you get run over by a defensive lineman. Uh, so I think a lot of offensive linemen are, are underappreciated. Trent Williams is not one of those. But of the other four that the 49ers have that are their starters, I think Jake Brennell is probably the the least, uh, maybe not least appreciated, but the most underappreciated of that group. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Yeah, I think off of that, on the offensive side, I would probably lean Kyle Juszczyk. I know that he's paid the most for for a fullback but anybody anybody who whose job it is to hit other people with their heads and not receive any glory or (laughs) touchdowns or yards and just your job is to open up everything for everyone else uh to me is always going to be underappreciated but my final player on the 49ers that i would i would personally select as the most underappreciated and i tried to take in to account 
money made, uh, draft positioning, the potential of getting lost, as well as, of course, production. It's Talanoa Hufanga. Okay. And I, I just feel like this guy took the biggest stride of, of arguably anybody last year and is always naturally going to be kind of third fiddle. The secondary, furthest away from the football, so you're behind Nick Bosa, you're behind Fred Warner. Uh, even on the outside, Traverius Ward, who was a big free agency pickup last year, was incredible last year for the Niners, might get some more shine. Um, but as an all-pro in his second season, I, I just think Hufanga is really poised to to position himself for another big season and to have a huge impact on this year. But but even if you're looking at, of course, money made, he's on his rookie deal. Um, you know, he get, he gets lost behind the the late round picks, the other fifth rounders, a guy mm. like George Kittle. Um, I also just think that because of the position he plays, when he's around the ball, people love him. But it's they're generally looking at the Warners and the Bosas, and, and he's not the most vocal as well, of course, in his young career. So for me, when you take into account what what the guy makes, how much, of course, he does on the field, uh, but also who he is behind on the on the depth chart of leadership and, uh, of course, just in general, um, Hufanga to me would would be the most underappreciated. 49er right now yeah I, I i feel that one as well and i think something you mentioned there at the end in terms of leadership with jimmy ward having moved on to the houston texans uh it leaves a gigantic leadership void on the defense specifically in the secondary i don't think we can make this same argument for talanoa hufanga a year from now um because i think the expectation is that he's going to have another fantastic season as he just had this most recent year um, maybe he doesn't happen to intercept the ball as many times and maybe there aren't as many flashy plays um, because a, a lot of times it's, it's just the way the ball bounces. Um, but he's going to put up another good season, it seems. Uh, but he's going to have to do more in terms of a leadership role and be uh, more visible in that sense. And I think with that comes a little bit more appreciation, whether it's from fans or teammates or coaches or whatever the situation is. So I don't think we'll be able to have this conversation about Hufanga a year from now. Uh, but at, at the moment, I think you're right. That is a fair um, a fair point. One more before we do uh, wrap this up. This one kind of comes out of left field just a little bit. Uh, I think the teams, a football team's punt and kick returners can kind of get lost a little bit. Um, especially when you have had one that's good. The 49ers haven't had good punt and kick returners for a really long time. Ray Ray McLeod came in last year from Pittsburgh and did a really good job. He did not lose a ball on a fumble once all season long, and he also had a number of receptions and got into the end zone on, on a catch once as well. So as a reserve receiver and as the team's really only kick returner and punt returner I thought he did a fantastic job uh and if if you again it's kind of similar to an offensive lineman uh, you don't get a ton of praise as the return man uh but you will get all the blame if you just fumble once and, and the ball goes to the the opposition um so I I think that's kind of a thankless job at times as well Ray Ray McLeod did a good job in his first year and I think he deserves a little bit of love as well right on well we'll 
table this conversation. I'm sure there'll be a lot more underappreciated players as we move throughout the offseason, of course, in the season. Uh, but we do appreciate all those of you listening to the 415ers podcast on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network. Please go download that Odyssey app, rate us, subscribe to us there. That's Mark Rennie. I'm Evan Giddings. First two episodes this week. We'll talk to you next time.